Today's episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast is brought to you by ZipRecruiter.com. Your company is only as good as the people you hire. When you're short-staffed, there's no time to deal with all the different job sites. Until now. Thanks to ZipRecruiter.com, you can post to 100-plus job sites with one click and have the best chance of finding that perfect candidate. You can instantly be matched to candidates from over 6 million resumes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. Today's episode is also brought to you by HBO because they were kind enough to give me my own television show that launches next spring. Thank you, HBO. On November 7th, HBO is showing a boxing doubleheader, doubleheader, doubleheader that's headlined by Brandon Rios battling Timothy Bradley. That's followed by a brand new 24-7 episode for the Canelo Cotto fight. Oh, yeah. Who doesn't love 24-7? It's un-American. HBO, Saturday night. Be there. Let's hear it. Joe House is on the line. Can you picture us? He had a good Friday week last shotgun. week. Are you eating chicken parmesan? <laughs> does it taste good? <laughs> it, it, it does taste good. So uh, I made fun of you last week about how I was killing you in football picks, and then proceeded to have one of the worst weekends of my life. And uh, fortunately, I did not wager on it. You, we, our big disagreement was the Broncos versus the Packers. Uh, your your rationale was just that the Broncos were getting points and chicken parm tasted so good, but somehow that was good enough. Congratulations. It was good enough. I mean, the defense was the real rationale, and the defense came through. Defense did come through. That- I wasn't counting on the Broncos having their best offensive performance of the season, which was a nice bonus. But Well, I forgot this. I should have remembered because it was basically November 1st when those Sunday games happened. November is when stuff shifts. There's two seasons. There's the September-October season, then November-December. That's when we find out who the good teams are. I don't know what to make of that Green Bay performance. I've been thinking about it for a couple days. Might just be a throwaway. Might just be a let's not get too bent out of shape. It happens. National TV, Denver got off to a good start. They played well. It's Green Bay lost. Don't don't freak out. What do you think? We're going to find out because uh, they're playing another uh, very good football team this coming weekend. You and I both have a little bit of action on this one, and I don't mean to um, jump right into it, but the thing that's concerning about Green Bay is they give up a ton of yards on, on the ground. They have yeah. one of the worst rushing defenses in the league, and, you know, this uh, split season thing, teams running the ball, um, you know, here as, as the weather gets cold and starts to, to, you know, the playoffs come into view a little bit, they need to figure out a way to stop the, the, the rush. Yeah. Well, I'm in. We're going to get to this game. we got to rip through the other ones first, but I'm in Aaron Rodgers' relax mode. I'm relaxed. Aaron Rodgers That's is fine. looking at me right now. He's he's making that hand gesture. He's just like, relax, relax. We got beat on a Sunday night. It's fine. It's November 5th. We're good. We should mention we're taping this on a Thursday because our producer, uh, Tate, is going back to Carolina for the weekend, and that means that we do not know what happened on this Thursday game, and there's a possibility we might not ever know what happened to Tate because who knows if he'll come back. So this could be the last podcast I ever do. I hope Tate Why, comes what's back. What's Tate doing in Carolina? And he's going back to see his homies. Yeah. He's going back to do his thing. He's Tate. I hope you have he's some young. barbecue. I love Carolina he's barbecue. Young. If Tate says anything about, about me to any of his friends there, any personal stuff that turns up on Twitter, I'm going to fly to Carolina and beat his ass is what's going to happen to Tate. <laughs> so I'm just telling you right now. Tate, don't get Tate drunk. Don't make Tate say things about the new people in his life, or I'll find all of you. Um, 
one other thing I should mention, we did a podcast, I did a podcast with Gladwell, and uh, we were talking about Grantland and all that stuff for a while, and I mentioned how they had hired three editors and Juliet, meaning Juliet Littman, and that came off as like Juliet wasn't super important. Juliet's like the most important person in my life, other than my wife right now, and she's, she's a strategist slash um, big picture editor slash all these things, and, and I heard it after the fact, I was like, damn. I, I kind of, it almost sounded like I was marginalizing Juliet. I'm not going to do cannot, that. I yeah, love don't Juliet. Diss Juliet. No. She's a savant. She's a, she's a cultural savant. Yeah. She's the best. I love Juliet. So I just wanted to, I just wanted to make that point. I love Juliet. And, and I, and obviously I did cause she was one of the first four people I hired. She's either employee one, two, three or four. I don't know. We got to do, you know, how the startups do the employee number blank. <laughs> so I got to figure out who is employee number one, two, three and four. They should draw straws. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Juliet for life, and Juliet will be heard from on a podcast because we're we're gonna put together um, a little pop culture podcast that we're starting mid November, and she will she will be on that. You will get to hear her thoughts. There's a new challenge season coming up. Oh goodness! Oh yeah. yeah. What what year is this? I don't know. We'll never just remember. We'll never be too old to either get excited for a nude scene on HBO or, or to be no. excited for the challenge. Those two things will always be in our lives. Don't have, don't yeah. ever let anyone tell you wrong. Uh, I'm about, I'm good for about one challenge, uh, you know, per season. Now I watch one or two of them, but I'm always excited for the new one just to see the format. How many nude scenes are you excited for? Like a hundred to 150? Infinite. I would say it begins with an I and okay. ends with a finite. Okay. Infinite. So, uh, let's have a laugh and pick the Thursday night game wrong, since this is a futuristic podcast. People are here on a Friday. <laughs> I think the Bengals are going to kill the Browns. What do you think? I think the Browns are going to cover on an 11 and a half point spread. Oh, okay. All right. Well, the Bengals are 11 and a half. We'll see. One of us is right now an idiot, and neither of us knows who it is. Uh, yeah. Sunday, quickly, Patriots favored by 14 over the Redskins. Seems way too high. I don't know why anyone would bet this. I'd be shocked if the Pats lost. Do you have any opinion? Um. 14 is kind of exactly the number, yeah. uh, I would imagine. Um, the, the thing that concerns me with Washington is... The, That's your team. Uh, Our teams are playing. I didn't realize. I know. But once the D.C. Gruden's... If, if, if Tom gets rolling, the Patriots might rip off 50 points and, and Kirk Cousins... At, at, on his best day is, is good for, you know, 30, 31, 32. You like so that? I, you like that? <laughs> I mean, I, I, uh, I, I, it's a stay away game. Um, I don't like uh, all the Patriots giving all those points, but I, I wouldn't touch it. I want to be up by fourteen, and then I tell Gronk to take off all his pads and just get away from the field, and get away even from the part of the field where some a tackler might roll into his ankles. Just get him out. He's sitting on the bench. Leave the 50. stadium. Yeah, put him in the stands. Put him in like the second row. Uh, Saints Titans Saints giving nine to the Titans. New Titans coach. I should mention, um, you guys out there shouldn't ever forget the part that I'm a huge idiot, and I added wrong with the Ken Wisenhunt records on Monday, and Monday's podcast with Sal, I said he was 6-44 and his last 50 games. I just added wrong. He's actually 4, he was 4-31 and in his last 35 games. I counted his 2-14 and season twice because, again... Ah. I'm a moron. A house, you've known me since 18. There's few yeah, people are, are dumb than I. Yeah, you got not your strong suit. Right. So, uh, yeah, so he was 4-31. and 31. Now he's gone. Um, no tears shed, I'm sure, by the Titans fans. That's a lot of points, though. Who'd you like in that one? Um, I don't know who's playing quarterback. Have they said for sure one way or the other? Um, I think it's Vince Young. I think he's back. 
if it's if it's Vince Young, no, he's then back. I, I, I like the points. I'll take the points. Okay. If it's uh, if it's not Vince Young, you're la- you're grabbing the points. No, no, I I uh, I would only be interested in grabbing the points if Mariota's playing quarterback. I think Warren not Moon is more Warren Moon is playing. <laughs> uh, all right, quickly, three more Giants two and a half at Tampa. I I don't know yet. I want to talk myself into Tampa for this. I do feel like this has checkers match potential between Coughlin and Lovey Smith because Coughlin four games a year just goes into a coma. And Lovey Smith's been in a coma since 2013. So that scares me. I do like the Bucks team a little bit. They're a little frisky. What do you think? They are frisky. I like I like the Bucks also. I would not uh, I wouldn't take them in this situation. The game's too important for the Giants. They can't lose back-to-back games. Yeah. With the position they're in in the NFC East, uh, you know, it's a it's it's a um a pretty tenuous first place hold that they have uh, at the moment. They can't lose to to Tampa. Yeah, so the um, the Giants are four and four. They have at Tampa this week, next week New England, then a bye week. Yeah. Then they go at Washington, Jets, at Miami, Carolina, at Minnesota, Philly. So it can't be four and six going into the no. bye. And the and Brady might well, I don't want to get too confident. <laughs> I just I put it this way. As I watched Drew Brees score seven touchdowns against the Giants, I, I had some ideas. That's all I'll leave it at that. Falcons minus three. Over Blaine Gabbert and the 49ers. And what's amazing about the Colin Kaepernick era is that I feel slightly more confident picking Blaine Gabbert than I do about Colin Kaepernick at this point, which is just a cry for help for everybody involved. I feel bad. I feel bad for Kaepernick. I feel bad for Jamie Foxx because Willie Beeman was really the the prototype to Kaepernick. I I feel bad for Niners fans. I don't feel bad for Jed York. Uh, I don't feel bad for Jim Harbaugh. But... I kind of like the 49ers in this game. I'll talk myself out of it. Don't worry. Who do you like? So, wait a second. I, this was one of my games. Uh, oh, it was? I, I All right. Line, well, hold it. Hold I it. I had the line at seven. You said three. Where did you see three? I don't I, I wrote I wrote it down. Hold that thought. We'll, we'll skip that one. Eagles minus three at Cowboys. Um, uh, I mean, well. <laughs> What's it to say? Uh, Taking the Eagles. Sam Bradford versus Matt Castle or Sam Bradford versus Brandon Whedon? Lordy, lordy. This is awful. It just doesn't matter. Poor Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> you hate Dallas. You're I hate a Washington Dallas. fan. Of course you F love this. you, Dallas. I hope they lose every game. It, it, it is, you know, unfortunate they came in um, with a uh, footprint that I thought was going to be successful this year. I kind of like Dallas to repeat as a division winner. And then the, the injuries derailed the whole season, and I hope they lose every single game uh, for the rest of the season, and I'm picking the Eagles. Well, at least they have some good guys in their team. I uh, I might talk myself into the Cowboys by Sunday. I do not have an opinion yet. All right, let's get to the games we do like. Every week we pick five games. I think I went two and three last week. Unfortunately, those are my only two wins out of the entire slate for the week. Uh, you did yeah, you, had a, you took it on the chin on the, on the whole I slate. I took it right on the chin. Uh Let's talk about a game we mentioned already. Falcons 49ers, 7-point line for the 49ers. You just you just got an extra 4 points with Blaine Gabbert. So that that's what that's the crazy thing is the line open at 4 and a half and the public went bananas and pushed it up to 7. And normally uh you stay away. That's so much value um being pumped into the line there. Yeah. Um by, it's a the, fake by line. the public. Yeah, exactly. And uh you know the 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 pure contrarian play um absolutely positively is on the 49ers there is no scenario under which you will find me ever 
ever, ever wagering on Blaine Gabbard. He is 3-11 and straight up against the spread at home as a starter in the National Football League. Yeah. He has a nice losing streak, seven straight, straight up and against the spread losses in a row in yeah. that uh, home position. He is 1-10 straight up and against the spread in those same games against teams that are 500 or better like the Atlanta Falcons. The 49ers offense is dead last in the NFL. And uh, there's a great Matt Ryan angle. Matt Ryan is 8-0 and against the spread, playing with revenge after a straight-up loss as a favorite. Uh. Going in, all in on the Falcons. Okay. I'm staying away. If I had to pick, I'd... I'd probably stare at it for a while and then realize I was picking Blaine Gabbert and go the other way. But uh, I don't like anything I've seen from the Falcons. They just seem really mediocre. And a team that's let a lot of mediocre to bad teams kind of hang around week after week after week now for five weeks. That Titans game still in the mouth tastes bad. Still there. Yeah. Still tastes little, bad. little aftertaste. A little like having like that second Bloody Mary where they put too much pepper in it and just can't get yeah. that skank taste out of your mouth. Uh, I'm going with, this is uh, one of my picks, the Bills minus three over the Dolphins in Buffalo. I like the spot for Buffalo coming off a bye. They're getting a little more healthy. I My whole thing with the Dolphins is this. I think if you throw weird looks at Tannehill, he just completely falls apart. Nobody is better on the earth at coming up with weird looks that may or may not work, but he's going to try them anyway than Rex Ryan. And they already beat this team once. I watched the game. I just think it's a good matchup for them, so I'm taking Buffalo in Buffalo. What do you think? Yeah, I'm taking Miami um, because I think the line should be like one and a half or, or two at, at best. Okay. Um, but Buffalo um, has been craptastic the last you know month or so. The defense has not been anywhere near um, – what everybody expected it to be this season. And I like Miami playing with revenge after getting their ass handed to them in week one with uh, old Joe Philbin at the helm. So I'm Off taking there. Miami just because of the, you know, I think it should be closer to one and a half or two. Not one of your bets, though. Uh, no, 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 no. Here is one of your bets. Green Bay and Carolina. We talked about it a little bit before. Did Aaron Rodgers get you to relax? He, he didn't, <laughs> as a matter okay. of fact. Because he doesn't play defense. Yeah. And as I mentioned before, they have uh, a bottom five rush defense this season, the Green Bay Packers. I love Carolina getting points at home. Carolina is 11-0. and Let me repeat that. 11-0 and in the regular season over its last 11 games. And yet they're getting points at home. I like that, that position. I like getting points. I wish I liked anything I saw from them on Monday night. They gave up like 20 in the fourth quarter to Indy. 17 or 20. And, man, it's just their skill position, guys. Did you see that stat, how Kaepernick, by old-school traditional stats, had actually better stats this season than Cam Newton? No, I didn't see that. Yeah. Um, but that Ted Ginn dropping the game-winning touchdown, that, that you can't have guys like that in deciding positions. We've all seen Ted Ginn. We've watched Ted Ginn. That can't be like a guy who needs to make big plays for you. I'm telling you, this this Carolina team is all spoken mirrors. <laughs> they continue to to uh, you have this tremendous um, run uh, of of winning games against bad teams. This is the first now. Now Seattle be, winning the game in Seattle the way they did that was a legitimate you know wow kind of win, and I love the way that they won it. Um, 
I am taking Carolina here because uh, they're the best rushing team in the, in the NFL. They're it's at home getting it. points, and they uh, are going up against a bad um, rushing defense, and that's it. But it would not surprise me one bit uh, if uh, Aaron Rodgers, with his settle down, um, everybody uh, approach to it um, went out and, and, and beat the hell out of this team. You're just babbling for like about 12 seconds there. I, I'm just You're saying, I'm, it's a, it's a you small, know this I, I'm is a counting wrong and seeing the possibility. You know it's a terrible it's not the pick. Wrong pick. I, I took him. It's one of my top five. I'm going to go this far. I'm not making one of my five, but I am going to make this prediction. The Packers are going to win their next six games. Seven, mm. six games. Carolina, mm. home for Detroit at Minnesota, home for Chicago on a Thursday, at Detroit on a Thursday, home for Dallas. They're about to go on a six-game winning streak before they hit that at Oakland, at Arizona week fifteen week week sixteen vortex. So that's my little prediction. The only way, the Minnesota game is at home. Is, or, uh, yeah, it's at Minnesota. I'm not afraid at, of Minnesota. Oh, it's at Minnesota. Here's how unafraid of Minnesota I am. This is one of my picks. Rams plus two in Minnesota. I don't get Minnesota. I don't understand it. I the the six and two. Are they six and two? They're six and two. Is that possible? Two. Five and two. Are, no, they're five, five and two. Five and two is ridiculous for them. I, I, you know, all due respect to the Viking fans, long-suffering bunch. My best man in my wedding, Jeff Gallo, diehard Viking fan his whole life. I, I always hope good things for the Vikings. I don't see it. I can't imagine them being six and two. From what I'm watching, I don't see it. So well, I'm taking Chicago the Chicago gift wrap last week. Ten Total. points in the last minute. Gift wrap. Had the game. Over. Had Over. second and 17 on the nine-yard line for Teddy Bridgewater. He goes 91 yards. I like this Rams team. In fact, Let's make our little announcement, House, about the Rams. Oh. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Are we announcing this? This isn't going to jinx it? No, we'll jinx it. Go uh, ahead, announce it. You, me, and Sal have formed, um, we formed a startup company, and that startup company is called um, We're All In on the Rams at 20 to 1 to win the NFC. And we have, we have, we made, a, we have made a venture capital investment in the future of the 2015 Rams. Not insubstantial investment. No, we are in on the Rams. I believe yeah. in the Rams. I think they could get there. I don't like anyone in the NFC. You can't tell me there's a good NFC team. There's like eight teams that could make the Super Bowl in the NFC right now. So why not the Rams? Rams D, Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley is the most exciting running back now that Le'Veon Bell's out. He's the most exciting running back in the league. Uh, Take us home, Todd Gurley. Yeah. Farewell year before they Stan Kroenke moves them to LA, or maybe he doesn't. Maybe this is such a great year they end up staying. So I got the Rams. I think they're a very good football team. I don't love the quarterback situation, but I feel that way about half the teams in the league. I think they can run the ball, play defense, make some special teams, and uh, and kind of get going and get better as the season goes along. It is they they really have two skill offensive players, and yeah. one of them is not the neither of them is a quarterback. Yeah, that's which a problem. Is slightly concerning. <laughs> Stop talking me out it was, of this. It was fun venture capital. Stop talking me out of it. Uh, and you, I'm, I'm making you take the Rams as well, since we just took them at twenty to one. You might as well take them I'm in this in. game. I'm in. Uh, next one: off. Steelers, Raiders, at Pittsburgh. No bell. A lot of buzz now about the Raiders. Are they a playoff team? Wild card team? Raiders are good. Oh my God! Look at the Raiders. They can throw the ball. Who do you like in this one? I love the Steelers in this I, one. I knew you would. <laughs> I, can pre- I can predict all your picks now. Well, I mean, you know, yeah, you, you, it's you, a great you should beat me pick. though. If you can, if you can, if you can pick them, then you should, you should, uh, you should beat me once in a while. Can I do? Can I imitate why you took this one? Go ahead. 
Um, people are way too high in the Raiders, and people are way too low in the Steelers. And people are down on the Steelers because Bell got hurt and Roethlisberger's wearing a knee brace and they blew that game last week. And this is a perfect spot. Pittsburgh at home, you probably have some stat about how good they are at home after a loss, right? Pretty good. Yeah, you anyway, got it. You got, you got most of it here. What did I miss? I think that uh, you didn't miss anything. There's there's a little angle here. The Raiders are just 2-11 uh, and 11, straight up and against the spread in games after they've won two consecutive games which is a pretty mm. rare thing. When's the last time the Raiders it's won true. two consecutive Jack games? Jack Gruden was coaching. Um, the Steelers' defense is pretty good. They are. Held, just held the, the Bengals to the lowest uh, yardage of the season. I got to say, I watched that game. I had all four TVs going. And the bell, the bell injury changed that game a little bit. Sure. It, it was a classic punch-in-the-mouth punch AFC North game. And the bell thing, it was just it was a bummer. It happened right in front of one of the sidelines. He knew he was hurt right away and it yeah. threw him off. And then Dalton threw that pick near the end and it looked like the Steelers were going to get momentum. Here's my fear with this. And this is why I'm taking the Raiders, even though I know it's an anti-contrarian pick and I agree with your logic for everything. First of all, I think the Raiders might actually be good and, and people aren't baking. This isn't one of those, Oh, they look good. Oh, let's go get excited. Oh, they're going to kick us in the nuts. Second, I don't think Roethlisberger is healthy. He looked terrible in that game. Did you watch that game? He didn't, well, you he didn't know, this, right. there is, there is, this has been going on. We talked about this last week on, uh, on the pod. Uh, Roethlisberger in his games back from injury is now 2-5 and five against the spread. Mm. He, he, there is this tendency, I think, with him because he's such a big bear. He's such a, a so big son of a bitch. That's, I love him. He probably comes back a little too early. He might. And I think that's what that stat's all about. He stunk in that game. I was not impressed, but I knew he was hurt. You could tell. It was just like Luck a couple weeks ago. You knew Luck was hurt the way he was throwing the ball. So we disagree on this, but I will say I think the Raiders are pretty good. And and one of the things that I like about them is that they can throw the ball. And they can come from behind. If they're down 10, they can actually throw the ball and try to get back in the game. Uh, I have the Bears plus four in San Diego. And I got to say, I don't totally understand this line. I don't think the Bears are... Maybe, maybe I'm on drugs. Am I on drugs? I think Did you Tate roofie my water? Drugs. Tate oh, roofied yeah. my water. I don't think the the Bears are bad. Look at their last four games. They beat the Raiders, which turns out that's a pretty good win. They beat the Chiefs. The Chiefs haven't lost since. Um, they lost to the Lions in OT, and that was a stupid game. I watched that game. The Bears should have won that. And then, and then, uh. The Vikings beat the Bears in the last minute, and they they Bears should have won that. They played well for four straight weeks. So why it can't they like go into San Diego? To me. Yeah, if it was just charged by two and a half, uh, then and I could talk myself into taking the Chargers. But it, it, it the extra point and a half to the Bears doesn't seem to make any sense. I, I like the Bears also. The Chargers, uh, they're banged, home beyond field banged up. Yeah, and it's a it's a it's a it goes in the other direction. We've talked about it each and every time we talked about San Diego at home. Yeah, it's 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 not it's it's zero. It's zero points. It's not two and a half uh, for the Chargers. It, it should be zero. It's a home field disadvantage. Yeah, here's this year they beat the Lions by five at home. They covered that. Uh, did not cover Browns, which they won at home. They got killed by the Raiders at home, and they got killed by the Steelers at home. Um, Wait, before we have any more picks, um, if you're going to someone's house for Thanksgiving or Christmas, why not bring them a delicious porch pie? 
<gasps> oh. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's that's our live read. Porch pie. It's a Oh su- my god. It's a southern delicacy that might change your life. You know, has there ever been a bad situation for the word southern delicacy? Because I can't think of one. Um, <laughs> no. No. Hey house. Do you like buttermilk pie? I I I, I yeah, I'm, you've got me speechless now. I had no idea this was coming. You said there was a surprise. You, here's the thing surprise about ad. our friendship. One of the things that I, I like the most about our friendship, you, 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 when you, when you introduce me to something like this, you make sure that it becomes a part of my life. So every single time that I've been to LA since the, the Simmons uh, house and porch pies um, got yeah. married, uh, there has been a porch pie in the house that I can I can come and, and savor. You've made, uh, and you've made enjoy. sweet love to many porch pies. I, uh, especially buttermilk. Buttermilk. How about the chocolate chess? That's it's always, always, always one uh, A to buttermilk Ooh, is number one. You know what I really like the southern pecan. It's a great one. Pecan Another pie. Great one. Mixed berry crumble. Sweet potato is in season right now. These are the tastiest pies I've ever had. House. Did you know this? They even have a monthly pie club. Oh. You can join a pie club. You pay a membership, and every month they mail you a pie. Um, and they will I ship. Know, I know what I'm getting for Christmas. Yeah, and they'll ship anywhere to the United States. So go to porchpies.com. Mmm, pies. That was my favorite live read we've ever done. I'm really, really excited. <laughs> that was about mine, that mine too, and I had no idea it was coming. Porchpies.com. I interject myself right into there. You know what it porch is? Porchpies.com. It's, my, pie, my se- it's pie season. It is pie season. We should wear. We should have to wear like special colored clothing, like we do during, like the NFL does during October. We should for pie season. We should have to wear. Like, what would be the color for pie season? Uh, a beautiful chocolate chess, or you know, something the color of crust. What crust, like a, a nice crust color. color. Yeah. Yeah. We should yeah. wear crust colored ribbons for pie month. <laughs> so delicious! I can't wait to have a porch pie. I can't wait to have. A I always gain. Pie. I gain like four pounds every Thanksgiving, which which some people pie would the say. Month, I need. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Pie of the month. <laughs> Come pies. on. All right, a uh, couple more picks, and then we'll we'll do NBA. Uh, Denver, Indy. Indy's getting six. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna sing this week. It's in Indy. I'm not going to do it. It's in Indy. Indy's firing yeah. people. They're not firing the coach or the GM. It was all the offensive coordinator's fault. That, it was <laughs> his fault they gave up, Yeah, you know, field yeah. goal in overtime. Um, I, I'm taking Indy. I figured. It's too high. Too yeah. many points. And Too many points. That's it. Luck is, I was trying to think of, uh, th- this is how sad my life is. On Sunday night, I was, I was on YouTube looking for songs that had backdoor in them. To, to be like Andrew Luck's theme music. And I came up with Backdoor Man. I'm afraid Man, of where that took you, that search. Well, fortunately, it didn't take me into... I had uh, I had the, the things on, the red flags on, so it was only going to certain <laughs> spots on YouTube. But Backdoor Man by the Doors, I think, should be Andrew Luck's theme song. It's pretty because good. Because he has gone through the back door and covered... I, I don't know what the exact number is, but it's got to be over 10, right? In four years? Oh He's, sure. There's a in the last two the, minutes of a game, ten covers. One of the power stats for me on this thing. He's seven and one straight up and eight and zero against the spread as a home dog. I like that. That's a good angle. Eight and zero against the spread as a home dog. And the other thing to remember with Peyton Manning and old quarterbacks in general. Gladwell and I talked about it a little bit this week in our podcast, but you know, 
they can get there every once in a while, but there's also going to be games where they're an old quarterback, and maybe yeah. this will be one yeah. of them. I didn't like it enough to pick it, but I respect the pick. Jets. Well, this is also one, you know, Peyton, uh, one and two straight up and 0-3 against the spread against his old team. Wouldn't have guessed that until mm. I looked it up. Jets-Jags? So, yeah, I like So, Jets-Jags, I, I, uh, you, you're going to be mad at me. I'm going to waffle on this. The line that I liked very much was the line that I sent you this morning uh, that I saw overnight last night, which was six and a half. And yeah. you sent me back saying that it jumped all the way up to seven and a half. And I like the game... So much more at six and a half. Uh, I, I actually am not going to play it. So personally. why don't you jump jump on my Bears pick plus four? Take that yeah, one. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll be over there with you on Bears plus four. I I'm like s- I like the Jets. There, the power ranking has them as about um, like a seven and a half point um, favorite in this situation. But yeah. six and a half is was the action. That's where I was going to jump in with two feet. I'll jump on the Bears. I like the Bears in this spot. All right. So we will stay away from Jets Jags. I don't know who. He, he, if Fitzpatrick's hurt, but he's playing, that makes me nervous. Yeah. Uh, it also made me nervous. Like he's he's tired after his his sex scene in the affair on Sunday night. I don't know if you saw the affair. I missed this one. Really vivid sex scene with Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick plays. Uh, everyone thinks it's Joshua Jackson from Dawson's Creek. It's it's not. It's actually Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's, he's, he's Cole he's Ryan. Yeah, he's Cole Ryan, Ryan Fitz. He's. He... All right, so here are our picks. I have the Bills minus three at home over Miami, and I have the Rams plus two in Minnesota. We both have the Bears plus four at San Diego. You have, here's our disagreement of the week. You have the Steelers minus four and a half. I have the Raiders plus four and a half in Pittsburgh. You have the Falcons minus seven against Blaine Gabbert's 49ers. God, I should have taken that one. Uh, We also disagree on Packers, Panthers. We Uh, do. Aaron Rodgers has convinced me to relax. I'm relaxed. You're not as relaxed. You're you're gonna you're gonna join forces with uh, Ted Ginn Sr. I just Sr. like the best rushing team against one of the worst okay. rushing teams. Rushing so defense. it's so hard to stop a rushing attack that can't pass. And then, uh, oh, and I see now I'm making fun of the pick. You're gonna beat me now because I did this last week and I swung the karma <laughs> of the pick. It's a great pick. I'm I'm probably wrong. And then uh, you have the Colts plus six um, against. Chicken parma tastes so good. Okay. Um, well, let's go to NBA really quick. Sure. And I have to call my dad. My dad's upset. He, he's upset that he hasn't been on the podcast yet. He feels like I'm freezing him out. He feels like well, he hasn't told his side of the story yet about on July 31st, 2015, when he turned on Tom Brady for one morning. Oh, and, no. Uh, yeah. So he did. Yeah, how, you got to have the doc on. Um, is he upset that the Celtics are one and three? No, because we were in every game. I'll tell you one thing that's really exciting, both of us, to the point that uh, it's actually I'm more excited about this than I am to watch Celtic games. The Nets are terrible. They're 0-5, <laughs> and we have their first pick, and it's unprotected. And this is a pretty rare situation in this day and age because everybody protects picks so well. The Celtics have the Nets' unprotected pick, I'm going to swear, cover your ears if you're in a car with your little kids. Cover their ears right now. I'm going to swear in three, two, one. The, Nets, the Nets are fucking terrible. They are fucking they're, awful. They're, they're, uh, they're abominable. They're awful. They're an awful team. And Joe Johnson, you, you can see the crows circling around his decomposing body. I don't know whether he's just washed up or whether he's just intentionally playing bad so they buy him out or whether he's lost the will to live. But we're, I'm down to those three choices. And... Their best guy has been Brooke Lopez, 
who's either going to get traded or is going to get hurt. They have Jared Jack as the creator. There's a game. This was a co- the thing. There's a game a couple games ago where Shane Larkin came in, and the announcers were all excited about Shane Larkin. Oh, Shane Larkin! It's like, are you kidding me? This team's terrible, and we have their first round pick. I'm excited, House. We talked about the Nets uh, in in the over under pod. Did you and just go Phil pod, Sims on me? Huh? You just went Phil Sims on me. Well, when you talk about the Nets, we did talk about the Nets. No, I'm, I didn't go Phil Phil Sims. I don't think we re, we literally talked about. Them. That's what we Phil did Sims talk did. You just did a Phil Sims on verb. me. We do. Okay. We did talk about them. Yeah. We talked about Jared Jack and what yeah. uh, an extraordinarily bad point guard he is. The, well, all he's, the advanced. He's fine if he's your fourth guard. Yeah, yeah. All the advanced metrics are extraordinarily unkind to him. Yeah, very uh, much so. Point, they in dislike a, in him. A head, in a lead point guard yeah. position. I, You know, I looked this up. I took the over for the Nets. I'm going to lose that one. You took the over for the Nets? I, I don't know why I did. I don't remember the thinking. I think I made them one of my locks. You definitely took the under. I know that much. Is that possible? Hold on, I'm going to go through their schedule just really quickly because I'm not kidding when I say this. I'm more excited about this than anything else. <laughs> it's it's to just watch a team go down in flames over the course of a season and have their first round pick. The last time we were in this situation, my dad and I, we had uh, the Seattle. This is sad. This story is a sad ending. Just be prepared. Get the Kleenex out. We rooted against the 1985-86 Seattle Supersonics for the entire year because they traded Gerald Henderson there and we had their first-round pick. And they stunk. And we looked at the box scores every night. And that was the year when uh, there was like seven envelopes and you could be any of the seven. There were no lottery ads. And the Celtics ended up getting the second pick. A couple weeks later, they won the title. And then the second pick is going to either be Brad Doherty or a man Lenny Bias. Yeah. I I told you. It was a sad ending. I know. It was a sad ending. Um, Yeah. But that, it was really fun to root against Seattle that whole season. So here's Brooklyn really quick. This is rough. Ready? All right, so here's their winnable game. They, they're playing the Lakers on Friday night. Winnable. Which is, my favorite thing is that the Lakers are, are on TV. Uh, I, I feel like they've been on national TV for I know, it's great. Hold on, hold the Lakers side. I want to talk about them. Uh, oh, okay, good. At Milwaukee, uh, this is their road trip at Milwaukee, at Houston, at Sacramento, at Golden State. And then they come back home for the Hawks, Hornets, Celtics, Celtics again, Thunder, Cleveland, Detroit. That's the end of their month. I mean, there's like two winnable games. In yeah, there. they're going to be like two and literally two with their first round pick. All right, uh, they're really bad. And and if I'm the Nets, I don't. Re- we talked about this a little bit the last time. I don't really know what I do if I'm running the Nets because it doesn't help them to tank. So what do you do? I get you. You the, could argue you bought them out this year and you trade Lopez. You buy out Joe Johnson, and maybe even trade Thaddeus Young, and you just completely gut the team and be terrible this season. Go Sixers for one season, throw away that pick, and then. Uh, and then this summer try to regroup. But I, I don't think there's an answer. Do you think there's an answer? You have to use those assets to get picks because, you know, they, there, there is no scenario under which they can rehabilitate from, from within. They can't wait around until they get picks again uh, four years from now or whatever it is. So they need to get picks back for Lopez. And, and nobody's untradeable on that team. Are you kidding? They're, 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 they should trade everybody and try and get, you know, 
10 first round picks out of out of all of it well, they should like definitely I, they'll be. They should get two. They should be able to get two. Brooke Brooke Lopez is worth, is worth a first round pick. I like. I would be mad if the Celtics didn't trade for Brook Lopez, but I would not give yeah. Brooklyn their pick back for him. I'd give him one of our other picks. And and Thad Young in the, to the right team under the right circumstances could also be a mid to late first round pick. Let's talk about the Lakers. Um, okay. This team was assembled by somebody who was in a, like, remember in No Country Old Men, the guy gets in the car accident at the end, the guy with the bull haircut? Yeah. And he's like, his leg sticking out of his, his bone sticking out of his leg, and he borrows some kid's shirt or something, he just kind of limps off. That's the guy who assembled this Lakers team. Like, he's basically has a severe concussion and thought it was a good idea to put D'Angelo Russell, Jordan Clarkson, and Julius Randle with Roy Hibbert and Kobe Bryant. Like, you have to have a concussion to think that's a good idea. <laughs> well, speaking of concu- having a concussion, their head coach is Byron Scott, and and look, their their stated goal and, and intention at this point of the season is to win games. Right. They're they're not going to go out and let these young kids, these good young assets that they've pulled together here, try and get some some reps and and uh, get their legs under them a little bit at oh, the, don't, at the that NBA felt like a Julius Randle shot. <laughs> oh. No, I love Julius okay. Randle. I want him. Get to your be legs under him. Felt like a dig. I'm sorry. My single favorite stat as it relates to the to the Los Angeles Lakers at this moment in the season, Kobe has one more point than attempts so far this season. <laughs> he's he's like, you know, sixty attempts and sixty one points. It's the best thing ever. And meanwhile, Steph Curry has more points than minutes. Right. I, I mean, you know, it's astonishing. Kobe's shooting 32% right now. I had a couple, you know, I, obviously, I'm ashamed to admit this, but I, I have some friends who happen to be Laker fans, and a couple of them emailed me, and, and they're like, can you believe this Kobe thing? And the answer is obviously, uh, yeah, I, I actually can. <laughs> it's, it's his 20th season. What did you think this was going to end well? This is a classic you should have retired, but you didn't, and now this is going to be awkward until you realize you should retire. That's where we that's, are now. He's he's played, played twenty years. This is what's frustrating. If you're going to have, if the point of this season is a farewell tour, then then do it properly, do it right. You know, announce it that way, and then play the dude fourteen minutes a game. You can't trot him out and play him like you're going to like you're going to try and win games. With Kobe out there, he shot two air balls last night that were grotesque, awful, awful shots. He hit the bottom of the backboard with his shot last night. And defensively, he can't move and he can't guard anybody. And, and look, whatever. The guy's making $25 million a year. He deserves the right to go out on his terms. But to have him out there and Hibbert, who's slow, but then you have all these other guys who are kind of fun. And it does seem like there's some lineup that they could throw out there. You bring out that uh, Tariq Black. You know, maybe a little Lou Williams. Like, there's some sort they could of, like, run. small ball. They could play yeah. up tempo. Yeah. Of course. Where's of that course lineup? they could. Right. What is that lineup? Where is that lineup? I don't know. Uh, so. It's just, only been four games, so maybe we'll see. Yeah. yeah, I will say, though, within a week, like, you could do the blink test and, and have a couple of thoughts. Like, we, we both were in big on Houston. Here's what worries me when I watch them. You know, it's Ty Lawson's team a lot of the time, and then the last four minutes it goes into James Harden mode. He does James Harden things, and Ty Lawson kind of runs over and stands in the corner, 
Not sure that's the best use of Ty Lawson. I, I don't know if I like those guys together. I like Ty Lawson coming off the bench as like a change of pace energy guy. As a crunch time guy, I don't know. I don't know if that, I don't know if that, when I watch them, I don't know if all the pieces make sense yet. Now, the flip side is that that team is just poised to make some sort of monster trade in two months. So I'm not, I'm not going to get too bit out of shape, but just got, the blink test is I didn't like those two together. What did you think? I, since I want to be glass half full with okay. Houston, we, we have do. a lot riding on it. Yeah, we should. <laughs> My thought is, uh, and, and I feel the same way about Boston. They're, they're, they're doing some, they're experimenting a little bit, which is what the beginning of the season True. is for. I don't expect to see uh, Ty Lawson get all those crunch time minutes as the season develops and as the team's identity kind of rounds into form here. Yeah. Um, I didn't like Houston losing all three of those first three games by 20 or more points. I did not enjoy yeah, that. I didn't like the body language um, doctor did not like any of that stuff. So I had Houston as... I thought Golden State was going to be 1A and Houston was going to be 1B during the regular season. I thought Houston was going to have a monster regular season. Now it looks like the Warriors are even more motivated than we thought they would be about all the luck stuff. And Curry's like out of his mind. Like he, Curry's just clearly just the best guy in the league now. It's not, it's not even the, the guy game to game. It's just destroying people. He's must-watch TV. Clippers might be the second-best team, though. And I, I'm not going to get too bent out of shape about them what happened in the uh, Golden State game on Wednesday night where they had the lead. Then they looked like typical Clippers again. Everybody got tight. and Blake started overpassing. Chris Paul was taking threes because there were no other shots. And DeAndre didn't want to get fouled. Like I've seen that play before. I've been, I've been in that Broadway musical. And uh, the difference, the, the thing that scared me was, so they needed a fifth guy for crunch time, right? And they go out, they get Lance, they get Paul Pierce, and take a big swing on Lance, and then Paul Pierce, veteran. I'm not saying Paul Pierce isn't going to be that guy, but obviously they want to ice him until April. But last night, or Wednesday night, we should say, Austin Rivers is out there at crunch time. I tweeted about it, too. They, they spent did. this whole summer revamping the team. I, I actually think Austin Rivers has looked pretty good. Like Defensively, he's been excellent. He can't shoot, but... That's if that's your f- number five guy in crunch time, that makes me super nervous. What do you think? It's the same thing we said at the beginning of the season in the over under discussion. That that is the big vulnerability of this team. He he, they don't have another option for backup point guard to to Chris Paul. Yeah, and I don't know what the idea was behind having him out there uh, with the the cr- crunch time crew. It must have been some kind of defensive strategy. PP looked uh, old. It, I think they want to get three really months work. out of PP, and that's it. Yeah, which is fine. That's exactly what makes sense. Um, and early, it, it is early in the season, so you don't need to be putting um, big Miles pressure on yeah. minutes on him. But why? Where was Lance? What's wrong with Lance? See, I I I couldn't agree more. Because if you're not going to throw out Lance in that game, it's freaking early November. You're in Golden right. State. Like, just see what you have. See how he responds. Put him in a big moment. And see if he melts down. Something, but. I wanted to see him in that game, and I, I already know what I have with Austin Rivers. I don't know what I have with Lance. To, almost feels like in a, in, in a Golden State series, Lance would could be the X factor potentially. I mean, he, remember, he's the worst player in the league last year for anybody who played like 25 minutes, but we've seen him do it in big games. Yeah, he's not afraid of big games. He's crazy. He's out of his mind. And, and talk about, you know, irrational confidence. You talk about irrational confidence. Well, we were talk talking about, about Lance Stevenson. Yeah, we were talking about crazy. Uh, yeah, so Golden State, clearly the best team right now. 
it, it could change in a month. But just right now, if you're just if you did a tournament right now, they'd be the one seed. I think the Clips would be the two seed. I like what I've seen from Toronto. I, I like uh, they've they've kind of thrown the the ball in the Jonas pile a little bit. Yeah. They got rid of Amir yeah. Johnson. They had, they basically switched Amir Johnson for Demar Carroll. Put a little more burden on Jonas. I liked it. I like skinny Kyle Lowry. I like the look of that team. I thought that was a good win for them. Beating um, come from behind on the road at yeah. at OKC. That is a good quality win. Yeah, and then conversely, OKC the defense on them. I don't know. I don't know if they can get stops. This was a problem for them last year, and they had guys missing. But now this year, uh, it, their defense. They're not gonna. I don't care how good Durant and Westbrook are. You still need to get stops, and they got to figure that part out. Uh, early though. Yeah. Not it's early. not but. not worried yet about OKC. The only other team, no. the Wizards. Yeah. Is Bradley Beal making a little, maybe a mini leap, maybe a little tiny this hop? This is another one. You know, the, this is one where I do the Aaron Rodgers. Let's let's relax. Okay. Good. Let's just take it easy a little bit. Okay. Only because now look. He has picked right up off of the terrific playoff uh, show that he put on last season. He's playing at a level where it's clear that he intends to be in the conversation for the All-Star game. He wants to be among the elite players at that, that shooting guard position, and he's, he's certainly playing like it. The thing that's been the concern in the past is his durability, his ability to um, log, you know, 32, 33 minutes a game and play 82. He hasn't played 82 yet. Um, so I am hoping that what we see over this first month, first 30 games, yeah. is a little bit of reduced minutes management for, for him um, because the important thing for him is to be healthy come playoff time. Um, but I, it, it's very exciting to watch a guy – on the brink of making the leap. I'm not going to say he's making the leap. I'm going to say he's on the brink of making the leap. He's on the brink. That's why I said a little hop. And he's only, I think, 22, right? 22 or 23. Oh, he's so young. It's so good. I love it so much. You like your team. I feel like you don't text me and tell me enough how excited you are about your team. You've been waiting your whole life to have a fun backcourt. It's it's four games. I just can't, you know. You and we John, lost your backcourt's John Wall and Bradley Beal. Like you've lost to the Knicks the on, on Saturday night. Lost to the Knicks Saturday night because uh, Whitface insisted on having Jared Dudley in the lineup in crunch time, and Jared Dudley's legs aren't under him yet, so uh. he was throwing um, brick balls at the underside of the rim from three-point range. That's okay. That's a schedule loss. It was on the backside of a back-to-back. They mm. played Milwaukee and beat Milwaukee, came back at the end of uh, – Last week, um, but you know, I I, I try and be uh, I'm trying early on in the season here to to, to just be low key about it all. I think it's you should exciting, be though. I think you should be more excited about the Beal Wall backcourt, and I think they need a nickname, and I think you're the man to come up with it by Friday. Oh. Next Friday, I want a nickname for those two. There there have been some some efforts at it. I'll I'll, I'll do some research and I'll I'll come up with my own spin on it. You got it. It, it should sound a little Chocolate City ish. I got, I got it. I know. Um, I'm on it. I don't think it necessarily has to have their names in there. It should lend itself to an, a late 80s Costco Brothers poster. There's been stuff like Hustle and Flow. I mean, you know, no. we'll get it. Don't worry. I'm not no. saying that's it. I'm just saying there's some vibe out there. We'll Wa- get it. Wall of BB? No. <laughs> no, no. This, this, this isn't. There have been efforts at, at doing this before. All right. Here's the, I thought every Friday we'd talk about the Sacramento Kings before you left. Because they're, they're my favorite team to monitor, other than the Brooklyn Nets. 
They're one and four. They just lost their last two games by double digits. And on Wednesday, George Carl announced he was benching Ben McLemore. Which seems well, like Ben McLemore deserves to be benched. Yeah. Well, he's twenty two years old and, and he was the seventh pick in the draft a couple years ago. And then they traded the guy they took with the eighth pick the next year. And now they have nothing to show for either pick because Ben McLemore's benched, they traded Nick Stauskas. Willie Colley Stein, that- he's playing twenty two minutes a game. Uh I'm trying to see, has he scored a basket yet? Yeah, I guess he has. He's got a couple he's averaging yeah, three, three. He's shooting seventy-four percent house on four shots. So the only thing I would say about the last two performances for the Kings, Demarcus mm. is is got a strained Achilles. So I mean, you know, okay. we can't get too too crazy about it. Macklemore was identified by all smart people as a true vulnerability in this lineup and the guy who could get could have the shortest leash. And guess what? It was a pretty short leash, um, and that would be a position that Sacramento, because they're insane might go out and try and improve mm. um, somebody, you know. There's, A- there's, uh, Avery Bradley? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you want in exchange for him? I'm worried about Ben McLemore because, you know, how there's always only like four smart teams in the league. Yeah. Somebody's just going to steal him. Like, couldn't you see the Spurs stealing him? I've been saying this for like a year. The Spurs like steal him for a protected first round pick, some stupid deal. And then two years from now, he's on the Spurs for twelve years as like a like a centerpiece of him and Kawhi and two other guys. All of a sudden, he's great. Can totally That'd be see the very that happening. Best, that would be the very best thing that could happen to Ben McMore. So your panic button for the Kings this week doesn't sound like you're ringing it yet. What are you like a four out of ten? Yeah, I'm a four. I'm not even close. This the, week in the Sacramento Kings, I'm a four out of ten. On the Vivek meter. <laughs> on the Viv meter. I'm like a six and a half. I they benched what? they benched their twenty two year old shooting guard after five games. I'm at, I'm at six and a half already. I I, I just want to give my twenty two year old lottery pick shooting guard a month to figure Let's out. Let if the he can DMC play with my get players. healthy. The DMC's got a strain Achilles. Let him get healthy. DMC needs to stay on the court. Yeah, that's that's an important that's a, that's an important thing for this team's success this year. I'm looking at their uh, I'm looking at the boogies. God, I love boogie. You don't think the Celts can get him, right? No, I don't. I don't think under any scenario at this at this stage now that Sacramento is going to trade him. They can't. Would I want if you let's say they called the Celtics right now and said they wanted the Brooklyn pick for him? What do the Celtics say? They want the Brooklyn uh, pick yes. and David Lee for him. How quickly? I mean, are you kidding? I'm scared he's, to give up the Brooklyn pick. He's a top ten talent in the league. So Brooklyn pick straight up for Boogie. Done. D-U-N. Done. It actually would have to be the Brooklyn pick and David Lee for Boogie. The double capital D, capital U, capital N. Without hesitation. Come on. What are you talking about? How are they going to replace my enjoyment of watching the Brooklyn Nets every night? my favorite thing my wife actually asked me the other day she's like what's going on with you did you bet on them or something i was like no no it's a long story it's i'm basically rooting against a group of guys i don't even know uh three or four nights a week for the next six months don't ask it's gonna bring you so much enjoyment you're gonna enjoy it so much you know i I tweeted ben simmons after nets losses and he tweeted back at me a a screenshot picture of him 
having created uh, himself in an NBA Live video game, and the team was the Celtics. Oh, that's so kind. Yeah, I love that, that dude. Very friendly to him. I love my Australian distant cousin, Ben Simmons. We'll be watching him in LSU soon. Yeah, it's exciting. It'll be good. College basketball is right around the corner. All right, House. Hey, I think we're good. Enjoy the good weekend. Uh, thanks for, the, uh, thanks for the, the best bets. Thanks for listening to me talk about the Brooklyn Nets. And thanks for listening to me talk about porch pies. I know hey, you're going to drink porch you're, pies in the mix. I know you're going to go to bed at night uh, dreaming about buttermilk porch pies. Oh, I might yeah, have to send you. Yeah, it was chicken parm last week. Tonight it's porch pies. Joe House, peace. Hey, good time. We're going to call my dad, who has not been on the podcast um, since we relaunched it. But first, thousands of people who want home security systems get ripped off every day. They write huge checks and sign long-term contracts that don't give them any outs. Come on, people. Why deal with pushy salespeople and outrageous price tags? Simply Safe is different from those other companies. No sales pressure, no gotchas, no long-term contracts, and it won't take forever to get your home safe and secure. With Simply Safe, you get 24/7 protection for just 15 bucks per month. 15 bucks per month. That's less than half what companies charge. Half. And even better, you'll get their award-winning professional monitoring. So protect your home with an alarm I trust. Visit simplysafebill.com and get an exclusive 10% off just because you listen to the Bill Simmons podcast. That's right, you get 10% off. Simplysafebill.com. Check it out. All right, as promised, he's fresh off serving a four-week suspension for doubting Tom Brady. Uh... He's now officially allowed back on the on the Bill Simmons podcast. His name is also Bill Simmons. My dad, how are you? I'm I'm good, but I I don't like how I was depicted five seconds ago. It's the I day was, you I quit on Tom suspended. Brady. I I refused to go on the podcast because of how I was inaccurately portrayed by my son. What was inaccurate about you saying? Stop it! Why would he? De- why would he destroy his cell phone? You sound like a homer. You yelled at me. You like scolded me. I was in an elevator in Chicago. You're yelling at me. But I, I think you misinterpreted. I was worried that at what happened, uh, what eventually happened, would would happen because of the destruction of the cell phone. That people would misinterpret that, and I was angry at Brady for destroying the cell phone. Oh, so you were angry at I- Brady? There you go. You were angry at Tom Brady. I was. I was angry at him for putting himself in the position that people wouldn't believe him because he, for whatever reason, destroyed the cell phone. Well, but, I, I was but, never but angry. I was never. Angry. I, I never doubted that Tom Brady would certainly never do anything inappropriate with those footballs. I just wished he hadn't put hadn't put himself in the position where the rest of the country doubted him more because of destroying that cell phone. And that's all I have to say on the matter. <laughs> Anything else? I was never angry at Tom Brady, and I always believed in him. So look, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll agree to disagree. Okay. I, was, I don't well, ever remember being angry we, at I my four-time like Super like Bowl quarterback. Many times. Um, I was just By talk- the way, I'm very excited to be a guest on your uh, new podcast now called the Bill Simmons podcast. Yeah. And I'm happy to be 
very happy to be a member of the HBO family. Oh, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. It's good yeah. to hear that. Am uh, I paid for this, or am I, or am I still a volunteer? You're paid, and and when eventually you just move into my house, and I'm taking uh, care, my family's taking care of you full time. Okay, but twenty I'm, years from I'm, now, um, it won't be that far away. We have a guest room ready for you. Okay, uh, good. So, House and I were just talking about the Brooklyn Nets. Oh. How much fun I love it is. The I know how much fun it is to watch them lose week after week. We just went through their schedule. It looks like they're going to go like two and 15 coming out of the gate. And uh, it's well, fun to you and I talk about. talked too much about the Nets, but uh, obviously it brings me back to uh, the 1985 86 season yeah. when every time you and I talked, whether it was in person or over the telephone, we'd, we'd, talk about what did Seattle do the night before because the Celtics had Seattle's number one pick. But, you know, I was thinking there was such a major difference at that time. There was no internet. And Seattle, if they were playing at home, played very late. And we couldn't get the scores, obviously, because you couldn't check them on the internet or on cell phones or anything like that. But the Boston Globe used to have that scores hotline that you could call at six in the morning yeah and you could get the scores of all the teams that played late and i can't remember how many times i would call that hotline at six in the morning only (laughs) to hear one score the seattle basketball score yeah i mean we had so much fun that season uh rooting against seattle didn't we house and i talked about that it has a sad ending yeah, well, very, yeah. very sad ending. It not only for the person involved in this family, but probably for the careers of Bird and Mikhail, and maybe it cost us a couple, two or three championships. Yeah, and some amazing games too. I still haven't gotten over that. We're heading toward the thirty-year anniversary of that draft, and I still feel like I, I can't believe what happened. I think it's going to be one of the last things I think about on my deathbed. Well, and and. You guys, with your former employer, did that terrific 30 for 30 on the whole Len Bias story. Yeah, that was Although one of my first ones. it was extremely ones. hard for me to watch that for the reasons you're mentioning. Yeah. Well, Brooklyn, uh, I hope it has a happier ending with the actual draft pick, but... It's 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 just fun to root against the team, and as you said, now we have all. Now you actually have league pass, and they're on TV sometimes for where you are. You don't. I don't even remember if you have league pass, but it's it's really fun to just root against Brooklyn down the stretch. I'm enjoying. I it. I think somebody was going to get it from uh, as a Christmas present for his father, but I I haven't seen it come my way yet. Oh, all right. I'll take care of that. I can yeah. do that for you as, as yeah. payment for this podcast. Um, all right. Since since the last time we talked. Um, the Pats, I don't think, have lost since we've talked. Because I think I talked to you after the Super Bowl. And then we must have talked a couple times when I worked for my old employer. And now right. you're back. And the Patriots are 7-8 now? Or 8 now? No, uh, they'll be 8-0 after this Sunday's game. Oh, that that was way too confident. I didn't like that. <laughs> There's a tremendous amount of excitement up here. But I have to say, up here meaning Boston, but I have to say that there's also some concern because we seem to, differently than 07, 08, we, we really have had the injury bug. We, yeah. As you and I have talked sep- uh, on, on separate occasions, the, I mean, the offensive line, I know other teams have the injury bug too. Yeah. We just seem to 
have it centralized in in the, the offensive line, and that's exacerbated obviously by the complete change of our cornerback situation. Right. I, everybody here was assuming and hoping that they'd make a couple of deals this week before the trade deadline for both a cornerback and and an offensive tackle, even if they had to give up a couple of high draft picks. But as you know, no activity anywhere. Yeah, Belichick, he just won't make a trade unless it's the right trade. Yeah. He sticks I mean, to his guns. they made a couple of offers and the other teams didn't want to participate. But uh, aren't you a little worried? You know, the schedule we've had, uh, we didn't have the toughest schedule this year. Certainly the Denver game is going to be difficult. I think New York and New York will be difficult. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a couple of end of the end of the year games with uh, Buffalo and Miami and the Jets, and those are all wild cards. But we haven't we haven't really played that Green Bay type team where the quarterback could throw consistently at our cornerbacks, and I'm not sure how our cornerbacks would fare. And people are worried about that. Yeah, it's, well, are you worried about that? Not everybody's flawed. I'm worried about the blocking. Yeah. I thought that was one of the reasons I took Miami in that Thursday night game was I just couldn't figure out how we were going to block them. And even this week against Washington, Washington's not very good, but they have a pass rush. And I guess when your quarterback gets the ball out in two seconds, maybe it doesn't matter. But, you know, I'm always worried. Clearly they're going to win the division. Right. And they need to keep Brady and Gronk healthy out of everybody. And uh, I don't know. The Denver game... I went from thinking that we had a real chance to go 16-0 and 0 just because of the schedule to really being worried about the Denver game because Denver looked so good on Sunday night. Their defense, they, they were really made a lot of stuff happen. And uh, that scared me too, especially yeah, if our they, O-line's they, not ready yet. Their defense looks tremendous. Yeah, um, really good. They, you know, all three levels of their defense are, are playing extremely well. And, you know, I... I had watched Manning before during the season, and he looked pretty iffy. But he certainly didn't look iffy the other night. Now, you know, it could be the team he was playing, but he he certainly looked very confident. And he obviously, like everybody has seen, he was able to throw the long ball. Um, I, I think, you know, this was kind of the situation a year ago, though. And then uh, during the last eight games of the regular season and the playoffs, he seemed to wear down. Yeah. So we, you know, we might see some of that. I'm excited for that that Denver Pats game. I was excited. It's always fun when Brady and Manning play, but now, especially if the if if there's some uh, some real reason to be scared with this offensive line over the next two weeks heading into that game, and it's in Denver. It's in Denver. Yeah. I wonder if. Like, let's say we win the next two, but we don't look that good. And let's say Denver wins the next two. I wonder who's favored in that game. I would say the team that's playing at home. Yeah, you would think, right? Like Denver by one and a half or Denver by two? I don't know. Usually once a year we get points on the road, and it's always a mistake. And it already happened this year in Buffalo. So, hey. The other other interesting piece, and it was a discussion on Boston radio uh, during the day today, had to do with Cincinnati. And, you know, we have, I don't know, has it happened before after seven games 
that three three AFC teams are all undefeated? I, I don't mean, know. We don't play Cincinnati, but I think Denver does. Yeah. So something will obviously transpire. I think they play them though after we play them, if I so recall. You you texted me the other day. You were saying there was a Brady versus Bird argument. Was that just you and your friends, or you heard that on the radio? No, it was friends of mine who texted me a simple question that it was being discussed by a large group of avid sports fans in Boston. And yeah. the question was simply, Bird or Brady? And uh, it it's a tough question. Uh, you, you and I, I, I think... Um, gravitate toward Bird and always will. But it's not so easy an answer. You know, do you think? Well, it's it comes down to length of the career versus ceiling, which is always tough. The ceiling of Bird was higher. Like he, the point he hit in 86 was Brady never got to a point like that. But Brady's now been doing this since 01. It's 2015. Right. So 15 solid years. Bird, Bird played nine years, missed a year. Came back, was an all-star, but not the same guy, and then was banged up for the last two years. He was done. Well, you know? ironically, some of that goes back to something we talked about five minutes bias, ago, which yeah. was the death of Len Bias. I mean, I'm convinced Bird's career not only would have been extended, but he wouldn't have played the tremendous number of minutes he did in 87 and 88. Well, remember, same I mean, McHale. the internet would not have been kind to Casey Jones in 87 and 88. <laughs> But he's with these random games in January. Bird's playing like forty-seven minutes. It was right. not good. He, he definitely put a lot of miles on those tires. But um, well, it, but he didn't didn't really have a bench. I mean, if you recall, Walton after eighty-five, eighty-six, when he came back, he got hurt again for the eighty-six, eighty-seven. I, I, I would have wanted a little more Fred Roberts, we'll <laughs> more never. Mark Akers. <laughs> Yeah. That was also Red kind of lost it too around then. That's when we started the Brad Lohaus type of acquisitions were happening. The uh, yeah, it wasn't too long after that that uh, well, it was four or five years or five or six years when uh, Red didn't take Tony Parker and uh, well, that was way after. But the the one yeah. that the red flag one was Michael Smith over Tim Hardaway. We were both yes. confused by that one. We didn't have uh, a point guard. We were more than confused. Yeah, I, I remember where I was. I was at Davio's restaurant watching the draft, and uh, you and I had talked. About, you had you had championed Tim Hardaway. I, I didn't did. know much about him, and all of a sudden, we supposedly took the next Larry Bird. Only, yeah, uh, he only lasted about a year, if I recall. He's a, he's now a Clippers announcer. Yeah, I oh. think uh, the the thing with Brady though is how long his prime is. I heard Chris Carter talking about this on the radio, and I thought it was smart. He was talking about how there's a lot of great players, but only a few, a few, you know, a lot of great players, and they all have a prime, like a peak. And he was like, the amazing thing about Brady is that his prime has lasted this long. I thought that was a good way to put it. Like, Bird's prime was basically, I mean, you could say it was 80 to 88, but he really peaked in 84, 85, 86, 87. It's like one of the best right. four-year stretches anyone's ever had. He won three MVPs, and his stats were better in 87 the year he didn't win than the other three seasons. But um, Brady's peak has basically been from 06 all the way to now. Because in 06 was the year we almost made the Super Bowl with Rache Caldwell and Jabbar Gaffney. That was one of Brady's greatest years. You know, and it's and it's extended all the way through now. This is now a ten year prime. 
where his stats in year 10 of that prime are as good as they were in year one, which just is, isn't realistic. So I, well, you know. it's an interesting argument because there was a similar discussion uh, on on the radio yesterday where they were talking about current day quarterbacks and yeah. uh, that four years ago you might have said that Brady was the top quarterback in the league and nobody would have expected that four years later you'd probably be saying either Brady or maybe Rogers you and I probably would say Brady is still the best quarterback in the year in the league and all these other quarterbacks who have been drafted you know have tr- have major flaws yeah uh and it's and now he's 38 years of age so you know it's kind of it's kind of funny when you read when you watch Brady interviewed and he says they want he wants to play 10 more years he wants to be the, the next George Blanda right uh, i'm not putting anything he could be. Well, we talk about this sometimes when just after Pat's games. It does seem like he's mastered a certain level of playing quarterback. Like when he get, the way he's able to read defenses, which I think right. he's better at than he was ten years ago. I don't think physically he's the same guy, but if I was a defense, I'm not sure what I would do. I don't know what the what the answer is because it's like whatever you throw at him, he then it, all of a sudden Edelman's doing a little cut out toward the sideline or Gronk's going up the middle or like there's always an answer right. and uh that's why I'm, I'm so excited for that denver game because denver's defense is good enough to really throw some legit things at him and it'll be interesting to see how he finagles that don't you feel like with gronk they've been very careful like there's never been a moment like in fast and furious when whenever you know they hit the the nas button when vin diesel like he needs that extra push it's that I feel like they've never hit the Nas button with Gronk. They're just very carefully driving him through the season, but we haven't really opened him up on the highway yet. Don't you get that feeling? Well, I do, but I, I hope it's, I hope that it's intentional. Oh, I think and, it is, and, I, and I'm very comfortable with them doing it that way. But but there's, I think there's a couple of things in play. As we talked about the offensive line being beat up, almost in every game in the first half, you'll see Gronk more often than not staying in to help block. Yeah. Then then they seem to free him up a little bit in the second half. Um, that might not be taking place if the offensive line was not dealing with these injuries. But I think the other thing, you and I talk about it all the time, every time he makes a spectacular play and he's going down the field. You just want to fall down. Yeah, well, just fall down. I just wanna, yeah, fall down. Go out of bounds. Because doesn't it seem like these defensive backs yeah. over and over are going low in the knees? Red right is kneecap. And uh, I just, there's a, a slight part of me that stops breathing until he gets up. I know. We had that with, uh, Ben Coates wasn't as good as Gronk, but in the mid-90s, Ben Coates was the same thing, where he would be dragging three guys down the middle of the field every time, and he was like, just go down, just stop. And then all yeah. of a sudden, he got old overnight. I think he was done when he was like 31. Yeah. With Gronk, uh, I, th- I actually, I really believe that as soon as they feel like they have the game in hand, they don't run certain plays for him anymore. I don't think they want to expose him over the middle at all. I think one of their goals this season is to get him... 19 straight games where he doesn't take a hit like that. It does seem like very rarely do they send him over the middle where multiple guys can go at him. Whereas the last couple of years, that was a staple play. 
you know, now they just send Edelman over the middle so he can take his <laughs> daily headshot. I think he gets hit right. in the head every game. They never <laughs> He's call it. guy I'm worried. Aren't you worried about him, though? Yeah. Uh, well, I think he I, thinks his name is Julius now. But, uh, yeah, he takes one ridiculous hit every game, and it's like they, they just refuse to throw a flag on helmet-to-helmet hits on Julian Edelman. It's like it's his fault every time that he lowered his head at the wrong time. Well, but, the other thing that worries me, and I don't know if it's the post-deflate gate, um, it's a, it's us against everybody else mentality. I wish, as in the games where it's very clear we're going to win these games and we're in the fourth quarter, take everybody out, please. Yeah. You know, uh, I don't. We don't need to win by twenty. More Jimmy. Uh, a little more Jimmy yeah. in there. Get a little. But, uh, who's our four string tight end? Get him out there. Yes, I, I mean exactly. Uh, but they, there's a mentality with this team that I fully understand being living up here in Boston. But it really worries me when you see the way there's some headhunters on other teams. And yeah. as we talked about Gronk, boy, they're really going after him low uh, on the legs. Hey, um, just quickly, because we got to go. The Tyler Sagan hat trick in Boston, were you okay um, with that? Or are you just so focused on Brooklyn at this point you don't even care? No, I was very focused on. I was watching the, the Bruins game, and I don't know how many discussions you and I had within ten seconds of that trade being announced. It felt very. It, it was like the Harden trade. It was just like, why, why are you trading right. a dollar for quarters and dimes? What are you doing? And why do you give up on a twenty-one-year-old kid with those kinds of of skills and yeah. that kind of talent, even if he's immature? Give him time to become more mature. Don't give up, and you know he's 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 evolved into the player we all thought he would be, and we got nothing really of note back in return. So yeah, it's it's killing most of us who are hockey fans in Boston. Are you have you been in on the Bruins, or you had to wait until uh, the Patriots lost the game? I'm, I'm not in yet on the Bruins. Yeah, it I, feels early. Depending on, I mean, I watched the Dallas game to be candid because I was curious about uh, Sagan. Um, obviously, I'm in on the Celtics. They went to the game Sunday against San Antonio. Oh, what'd you think uh, of uh, Aldridge and Duncan together? Uh, well, I hadn't seen Aldridge on TV before with Duncan. I thought Aldridge was terrific Sunday, and they seemed yeah. to mesh very well. I understand that maybe that was his best game to date uh, for this season, but. Uh, that's that's that team has a lot of pieces. Yeah. I mean, Kawhi Leonard took over in the fourth quarter. Uh, Aldridge was very good. Uh, obviously, we always always have liked Tony Parker. I mean, unless they have injuries, they're, they're going to be there at the end of the season. Don't you think? Yeah, I think regular seasons probably Spurs, Clips, then Rockets, and I mean, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Warriors, Clips, and then Rockets, Spurs are probably like right underneath. But th- for playoffs, I think the Spurs are built for that. And they won't care. They'll throw away regular season games. He'll, he'll play Duncan 60 times. Can you believe you're going to see, you're still going to see Tim Duncan play? Isn't that unbelievable? <laughs> it is unbelievable. But and as, it's still as good. You know, sun- Sunday they had a, a special uh, cocktail party before the game for season ticket holders who have had tickets more than 40 years. Oh, yeah. For, noticed, I'm glad you brought that up. Keep going. Yeah, I noticed you put it on the Facebook page, and then it was a very nice function, and um, the 
it was funny. I read some of the comments from people who responded to seeing that up on the Facebook page. It was, it's uh, 43 wonderful years with terrific memories. And uh, hopefully Ben Simmons is playing for the Celtics next year, courtesy of the Brooklyn Nets. And, uh, and we're in the mix again. We're in the mix. Yeah, they had this Hall of Fame thing for everybody who's had tickets for more than 40 years. Now, One were, caveat on that, though. Yeah, there's one caveat, and I do kind of want to get to the bottom of this, because in some cases it was families, because it would be like somebody who had the tickets and then passed them on to his kids or her kids, and or they died or something like that. I, I feel like you have to be in like the top nine or ten person people who have had the tickets and gone from beginning to end for season ticket holders because what were you like you were like 26 when you got the first ticket 25 24 i think 24 i I, I, I agree with you i i think there should be a a hall of fame asterisk club continue continuation hall of fame where it's the same person who was sitting in that seat or whatever seat Maybe seats have changed, but you know, forty years ago, I think it would be a very small group. Yeah, um, because all right, so you got your ticket when you were twenty-four. So, right. I nobody got a season ticket younger than that. I maybe you might have gotten maybe twenty-two, but it has to be in that range. Right. So then, at that point, now you're sixty-eight. You're gonna be sixty-eight this no, month. This month, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So anybody who's been going to the games for as long as you, year after year after year, would have to be like around sixty-eight and then older. Now you would see those people. You will. You'd see those people at the games. If they're still in the room, you're right. You'd see them Uh, at the games. They'd be older than you, and they'd probably have awesome seats. Considering like part of the great thing about having seats for that long is you keep moving up closer and closer to the court. I did get to meet a a man and his son who was at the game. His name is. uh, Andrew Marr um, from uh, Worcester, Shrewsbury area. He got his tickets in 1971. Um, and he's been going ever since. He, he goes to a lot of the games. He's now he's now going with his son, um, who's starting some musical venture. And uh, so you know that's the kind of person that I'd like to meet in a separate kind of event where there's a continuity with the same person owning those seats way right. back when. So you yeah. want the cream in the crop event. I guarantee they have somebody there who's been, who started going when Russell was there and is still going now. There has to, that I, person I, has I'm to I'm exist. sure so. I, you, I, I would bet so also. Uh, Can you imagine having tickets to see Bill Russell in like 1968-69 and then Ben Simmons in 2016? I mean, it brings a tear to my eye. It really does. Uh, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Dad... Good luck with the Patriots this week. Thanks for finally making your dramatic appearance on the BS Podcast. Take All care. right. Thank you. I'll talk uh, to you over the weekend. Best of, best of luck with the new podcast. Thank you. Thanks again to Simply Safe for sponsoring today's episode. Thousands of people seeking home security get ripped off every day. Huge checks and long-term contracts with no way out. Why get robbed when you're trying to keep your home from getting robbed? Try Simply Safe. It's the best way to protect your home. No contracts and 24-7 protection for 15 bucks a month. Less than half of what most companies charge. Visit simplysafebill.com for an exclusive 10% offer. 
And thanks to Porch Pies for sponsoring today's episode. It's the perfect gift for Thanksgiving or Christmas. The tastiest Southern delicacies you'll ever have. My favorite is chocolate chess. My second favorite, Southern pecan. All of the pies are delicious. They ship anywhere in America. Go to porchpies.com and order some holiday pies for God's sakes. I've never had a better pie. Play us out, Pac. We about this bitch. Anytime y'all want to see me again, rewind this track right here. Close your eyes. And picture me rolling.